Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Blue Light. Once upon a time there was a soldier who had served the king faithfully for many years, but when the war was over and he could no longer do his job because of the many wounds he had received, the king said to him, You can go home. I don't need you any more, and you won't get any more money because I pay wages only to those who can serve me. The soldier became very depressed because he could not see how he would be able to keep himself alive. After his departure, he walked the entire day until evening when he reached a forest. In the distance, he saw a light, and as he went toward it, he came upon a house that belonged to a witch. Give me a night's lodging and a little food and drink, he said to her. Otherwise, I shall perish. Oho, she replied. Who'd ever give a forlorn soldier anything? But I'll be merciful and take you in if you do what I demand. What is it you demand? asked the soldier. That you spade up my garden tomorrow morning. The soldier agreed, and the next day he worked with all his might, but could not finish the work until evening. Well, it's obvious, said the witch, that you can't move on today. I'll let you stay another night if you chop a cord of wood for me and split it into small pieces tomorrow. The soldier needed an entire day for this job, too, and in the evening the witch suggested that he spend another night in her house. Tomorrow I'll give you something easy to do. There's an old dry well behind my house. My light has fallen into it, and it's got a blue flame that hasn't burned out yet. I want you to bring it back to me. The next day the old woman led him to the well and let him down in a basket. He found the blue light and gave the signal for her to pull him up. She pulled him up, but just as he got near the edge of the well, she reached down with her hand and wanted to take the blue light from him. No, you don't, he said, for he sensed her evil intentions. I won't give you the light until both my feet are firmly on the ground. The witch became furious, let him drop to the bottom of the well, and went away. The poor soldier fell on the damp ground without hurting himself, and the blue light continued to burn. But what good could that do him? It was clear to him that his fate was sealed. For a while he sat there very sadly. Then he reached into his pocket without thinking and found his pipe, half filled with tobacco. This will be your last pleasure, he thought to himself, and pulled out the pipe, lit it with the blue light, and began to smoke. As the smoke floated in circles around the bottom of the well, a little black dwarf suddenly appeared before him and asked, Master, what do you command? What am I supposed to command? replied the soldier, completely amazed. I must do everything you demand, said the dwarf. Good, responded the soldier. Then first help me out of this well. The dwarf took him by the hand and led him through an underground passage, and the soldier did not forget to take the blue light with him. Along the way, the dwarf showed him the treasures that the witch had gathered and hidden there, and the soldier took as much gold as he could carry. When he was back above ground, he said to the dwarf, Now go and tie up the old witch and bring her to the court. It was not long before she came riding by quick as the wind. She was tied to the back of a wildcat and screaming in a frightful manner. Soon after that, the dwarf returned alone. It is all as you wished, he said. The witch is already hanging on the gallows. What more do you command, master? 
asked the dwarf. Nothing right now, replied the soldier. You can go home, but be on hand whenever I call you. All you have to do, said the dwarf, is light your pipe with the blue light, and I'll be at your side immediately. Then he vanished before the soldier's eyes. The soldier returned to the city from which he came. He stopped at the best inn and had fine clothes made for himself. Then he ordered a room and told the innkeeper to furnish it as splendidly as possible. When it was ready and the soldier had moved in, he called the black dwarf and said, I served the king faithfully, but he sent me away and let me starve. Now I want to get my revenge for that. What shall I do? asked the dwarf. Late tonight, when the king's daughter is in bed, I want you to bring her here in her sleep. I shall make her work like a maid for me. This will be an easy thing for me to do, said the dwarf, but it is a dangerous thing for you to do. If anyone finds out about this, you'll pay for it dearly. When the clock struck twelve, the door burst open, and the dwarf entered, carrying the king's daughter. Aha, you're here at last, cried the soldier. Well, get to work. Go fetch the broom and sweep the floor. When she was finished, he ordered her to come over to his easy chair, where he stretched out his feet and said, Pull my boots off. Then he threw them in her face, and she had to pick them up, clean them, and polish them until they sparkled. There was no resistance on her part, and she did everything he commanded in silence and with her eyes half closed. At the first crow of the cock, the dwarf carried her back to the royal palace and put her into her bed. The next morning, when the king's daughter got up, she went to her father and told him she had a strange dream. I was carried through the streets as fast as lightning and brought into the room of a soldier. Then I had to serve him, wait on him like a maid, and do all the menial tasks, such as sweeping the floor and polishing his boots. It was only a dream, and yet I am as tired as if I'd really done it all. The dream could have been true, said the king. Take my advice and fill your pocket with peas. Then make a little hole in the pocket. If you're carried off again, the peas will fall out and leave a trail on the street. Unknown to the king, while he was talking, the dwarf was standing there invisible and overheard everything. That night, when he carried the sleeping princess through the streets once more, some peas did indeed fall out of her pocket, but they could not leave a trail because the cunning dwarf had already strewn peas on all the streets. So the king's daughter again had to perform the services of a maid until the crow of the cock. The next morning the king sent his servants out to search the trail, but in vain. All they could find were poor children sitting on every street, picking up peas and saying, It rained peas last night. We've got to think up something else, said the king. Keep your shoes on when you go to bed, and before you return this time, hide one of them. I'll find it for sure. The black dwarf heard the plan, and that night, when the soldier demanded that he bring him the king's daughter, the dwarf tried to dissuade him, telling him that he did not know how to stop this scheme, and that if the shoe were found in his room, the soldier would have to pay dearly for it. "'Do what I tell you,' responded the soldier. And the king's daughter had to work like a maid again on the third night. However, before she was carried back to the palace, she hid a shoe underneath his bed." The next morning, the king had the entire city searched for the shoe. It was found in the soldier's room, but the soldier himself had already left the city at the behest of the little dwarf. He was soon overtaken, however, and thrown into prison. In his hurry to escape, he had forgotten to take the best things he possessed, the blue light and the gold, and now he had only one ducat left in his pocket. 
As he was standing in chains at the window of his prison cell, he saw one of his old comrades passing by, and he knocked on the window pane. When his comrade approached, the soldier said, Do me a favor and get me the little bundle that I left in my room at the inn. I'll give you a ducat for your trouble. His comrade ran there and brought back the bundle. As soon as the soldier was alone, he lit his pipe and called the black dwarf. Have no fear, the dwarf said to his master. Go wherever they take you and let them do what they want. Just remember to take the blue light with you. The next day the soldier was brought to trial, and although he had done no evil, the judge sentenced him to death. As he was being led out to be executed, he asked the king to grant him one last favor. What kind of a favor? asked the king. I'd like to smoke my pipe along the way. You can smoke three pipes, answered the king, but I don't think that I'll spare you your life. Then the soldier took out his pipe and lit it with a blue light. By the time a few rings of smoke had risen, the dwarf was already standing there. He held a little cudgel in his hand and said, What does my master command? Beat those false judges and their assistants to the ground, and don't spare the king either, for he has treated me poorly. Then the dwarf struck like lightning and zigzagged here and there. He just had to touch someone with his cudgel, and the person immediately collapsed to the ground and did not dare to budge again. In his fright, the king asked for mercy, and in order to save his life, he gave the soldier his kingdom and his daughter for a wife. The End The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments, or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the tales, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.